Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and in space, no one can hear you drink. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading The Dark Forest by Lu Shen, and starting with a beer. In this book, and we're going to start with this beer, because this, this is one of those special beers that beer nerds are always talking about, and I finally got my hand in a bottle, so we're going to make you drink it. So in the book, there's a lot of time jumps as people go into the future by, you know, 200 years at a clip. And then we got, they're pretty, they're, they're, they're older, you know, I think they're, things are older. I dare say even plenty older. And plenty older. <laughs> so this is a famous IPA from Russian River Brewing Company, which is in California, and it's called, I don't know how to say it, because when I ordered it at the bar, it was really loud. So it's either Pliny or Pliny or maybe even Pliny, <laughs> the elder. Um, it's a double IPA that often appears at the top of those, you know, best beers ever lists. And uh, I bought a whole lot of bottles of it. And uh, I'll see what you guys think. This is also one of the first times we're recording together in person in a while, so we could, mainly so we could drink a couple of special beers together. <laughs> At 9.41 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> we have to pace ourselves. Yeah. So what do you think of the beer? I'm uh, not used to these bitter IPAs anymore. Yeah. And it's it just tastes like a double IPA. I mean, I like it. It's fine. But... It, it I mean, I drank it. It, it. I will. It's not like it's like seeing Bigfoot for real, and it's like, oh, that's it's underwhelming. Just, it's just a size fourteen. Uh. <laughs> Shaq has bigger feet than Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in in you know two thousand and three, this beer would have blown your dick off. But now every brewery has made Mine this is still and moved on. Attached. Yeah, this yeah. is not blowing my dick off. <laughs> It's, they've made IPAs more bitter than this and then stopped because they realized nobody liked them. Well, people did like that. It was a huge thing. And then they shifted to the, the New England style became popular because of Alchemist. And now they're shif- shif- shifting you're, back. Yeah, you're seeing a lot more West Coast IPAs. But this was like the this like created the West Coast style double IPA. We're just like 20 years too late to really appreciate it. It's good. It is good. But it's not like... It's not like fly to California worth it. No, I know that now. <laughs> and get COVID on the way back worth oh, it. Fucking Jesus, that sucked. <laughs> so The Dark Forest is uh, the sequel to The Three-Body Problem, and it's from 2008, and was published in English a few years later, I think 2015. And uh, it takes place sort of like... In space! Yeah, I mean, it kind of starts, I guess, not very long after the first book ended, but enough time for, like, the UN to form a planetary defense council. And they're making plans to how to not get fucked up by those aliens in 400 years. So in the previous book, um, you discover that there are these uh, aliens from Alpha Centauri, actually, that are on their way to Earth because their planet is fucked. So they're trying to get to Earth to take Earth over. And they're basically going to kill all humans when they get here. And so uh, uh, people in, on Earth have now figured this out. It is now like public knowledge. And so really, um, because they can't, because the aliens can't travel very fast, there's like 400 years. America, uh, I mean, not America, the whole world, mostly China, the whole world has <laughs> 400 years to prepare for their arrival. Wow. Meaning to either, to basically invent the space technology and the, battleships and everything they're going to need to fight them. They have 400 years. But meanwhile, it's really only the year like 2005 in the book. 
because so, Hugo Chavez is still alive. No, he's not actually still alive. <laughs> <laughs> but they, well, because they're from Alpha Centauri or whatever, which is like four light years away. Yeah. But because of their, they are advanced, they are more advanced than us at the time of, of the book and presumably now because <laughs> there have been major, major breakthroughs in science, mm. uh, space travel at least. But they know that with giving like, given like the, exponential rate at which technology advances within 400 years earth will be more advanced than wherever the fuck that ship is now so they send uh very very obnoxious electrons or fucking quarks or whatever it is gremlins yeah protons and they fuck up and it's very strange they're like we're this is what we're gonna do we're gonna fuck up all their particle accelerators then they can never do more science. They'll just so, be stuck with beakers. So this is an important. This this like was introduced at the end of the last book, and I was like, why? I'm like, oh, okay, it's a so, huge, the sofon huge or something part like of this book. So mm-hmm. in the last book, they explain kind of how they work. That they the Trisolarans, which are the aliens that are coming to Earth to kill everybody, have been able to unfold protons into different dimensions and then build these giant complex machines in them and then fold them back up into regular three dimensions and then shoot them towards Earth at 99% the speed of light. So they actually got here, but because they're like, they're protons, but they actually have all these, like this amazing technology inside of them, they can do almost anything. One of which is read any text on a piece of paper or on a computer. They can also like fuck with all scientific experiments in a, so that humans cannot advance their science to try and like fuck up humans ability to advance their science. The Sophons will literally screw up any experiment physicists try to do to stop technolo- technological progress. So, so like yeah, every, they're, they're, every so, time they run an experiment, they're like, "Wow, it's like it looks like the results say like eugenics was right." I don't think this is, what, and it just creates havoc. No, it's every every time they do a uh, velocity test, it just says "these nuts." <laughs> it's approaching. It's approaching the speed of your mom on these nuts. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it, the mass it has the mass of your mom. <laughs> All the Sofans are 13 years yeah, old. That'd be, that'd be pretty funny. That's what they did. <laughs> so these Sofans, they can also communicate with people. And so there's a little bit of like talking back and forth with like humans that are in, that want the Trisolarans to come and kill everybody. And they're like emo trying to explain what humans are and what humans are like. And one of the key things you discover is that the Trisolarans' thoughts are like always just visible to all other trisolarans so bacon they can essentially hear all each other's thoughts all the time and this makes it very confusing for the trisolarans to understand humans um who could, who could lie <laughs> yeah and so literally part of the big part of the plot is they're good these people are going to be called wall facers whose job it is is to not tell anybody what their secret plans are but to basically come up with secret strategies and secret like tricks to try and defeat the trisolarans right and i hope i i wish those guys were also 13 because there's spies all over the place and um if they were just say like oh you know they have like an unlimited budget and like you have to trust me we're doing this but it'd be great if they're like why are you erecting that thing here it's like oh for the bukkake later and then the trisolarans like what is bukkake (laughs) (laughs) 
Let why, me Google that. Why do you need so much Bukaki? <laughs> <laughs> why is there so much of it? Like the entire, like just all of Japan is just Bukaki. Well, if there isn't so much of it, it's not. That's not a Bukaki. Yeah. It's just a normal it's a Thursday. Bukakette. It's like a little one. <laughs> Choto Bukaki. It's an aperitif. <laughs> it's a petite Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll have a un petite Bukaki, please. <laughs> It's one. It's like you go, when you're in Japan. It's like one one bukkake kudasai. Like, <laughs> I was at a restaurant once, and there was a. I want to see where this goes. There was a fucking. It was a Japanese place. Oh, it was a bukkake. It was, it was a fucking soup called bukkake soup. And I was like, <laughs> it's gonna take a little I know, while. I if know you order this. You know what that means? It we takes. Can only a, make it twice a day. Listen, the sh- if you order it, just so, it's like when you order, like, listen, just so you know that the molten lava cake takes a half hour to come out. <laughs> if you want the bukkake soup, the the wait service is going to dip down for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to be kind of tired. <laughs> Did you ask what it was? Uh, apparently, bukkake is the Japanese word for splash. <laughs> that still doesn't help. <laughs> Because like that could be the sound effect they use when you take up explosive shit. I mean, it is. It's like their sound effect for that. Is there onomatopoeia for splash? Hopefully, they don't pee on you. How much cum is? I mean, I guess I mean it's a lot for it to splash. I'm thinking waves, but now I remember what bukkake is. Like we'll I never know forgot. because because the the sofans have inhibited physics research. And we don't know. <laughs> can't figure out the. the we speed don't of know Bukaki. how much you need for it to splash. That was the main science they disrupted. Like Japanese scientists, like no, <laughs> my well, Bukaki studies. <laughs> skipping way <laughs> ahead like in the PhD. book. <laughs> well, skipping way ahead in the book when they find two hundred years in the future when it looks like humans are actually advanced, but instead the Trisolarian probe blows up all the human spaceships. Everyone on Earth is so sad that they have a like oh, yeah. planet-wide orgy. It's a hundred thousand person orgy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so a, that's a bukkake. I bet they find out. That's 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 the bukkake to end all bukkakes. It's crowdsourcing research. <laughs> crowdsourcing bukkake. Crowdsourced bukkake. I mean, it always is, <laughs> it is a great name for a band. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so there's so much more that happens in the book. Um, no, we hit all the important parts. We got the. We, did we mention the bukkake? Just so. <laughs> just. Uh, so the the main character of the book is um, this professor, but he's like a professor of physics, except he wants to switch to sociology because it's an mainly, easier degree. Well, yes, it it's is, mainly it's just he's mainly just lazy though. Like uh, there's this whole thing in the beginning about. Do you know anyone who majored in sociology that wasn't lazy? I don't know the major in sociology. No, you went to music school. But <laughs> when I, anyone I knew who was like, a, I'm like, they let you in here? They were <laughs> studying majoring in sociology. And like, yeah, it had the least requirements. Because sociology, they were like, why are cities dirty? Like, they felt like a dumb question they were asking. <laughs> it, was, it was like anthropology, but you didn't want to get dirty. <laughs> you didn't want to live in a grass hut. Oh, you see, for me, that was always uh, communications majors. Oh, that's also a, a joke <laughs> one, yeah. yeah. So anyway, this this guy, his name is Luoji, but in my mind, <laughs> it's a it me. sounds just <laughs> like Luigi, or very close. So he was always Luigi in my mind. Anyway, so he's a professor. secret Italian Chinese physicist. <laughs> in, in Marco Polo's <laughs> descendant. <laughs> Uh, he the beginning part. He's got this like girlfriend, but they don't actually like each other he's very got a much. Fling. He's just been but picking up women and like, banging them out. But then he. Well, the very important part is the prologue with him 
and an unnamed person where they're discussing something. Right. So this is actually setting up the main thing of the book. So he is talking setting to... Setting up the last 5% when you figure out what the fuck is going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> Wenjia, who is the woman Chinese scientist who basically uh, is the one that... Come get us. <laughs> ...is the one that contacted the Trisolarans and told them where earth was fuck earth yeah. and because she is like you know a horribly treated thing the cultural revolution we won't go into all that because that was in the last book but she's she basically has the idea about how to finally defeat them except you don't figure that out until most of the way through the book and she says think about cosmic sociology think think that there must be justification <laughs> <laughs> uh you know it, wouldn't it be true that if there are a lot of civilizations that they always pretty much have to fight and destroy each other? There's really just no other way. And But she doesn't even say that far. She, she just says, why don't you just think about what it would be like if there were many civilizations? Boom, end of prologue. And that's like basically it. Anyway, so he, Luoji, gets picked for the Wallfacer project. Oh, I get it. And then the Bukaki, it's the Spermy Paradox. Is what happens. No? <laughs> I don't know enough science. Is that Fermi? Yeah. Fermi, yes. <laughs> I don't know what that is, though. That's the, like, it, we'll explain the, it. Yeah, we'll, we get we'll it comes up. We'll yeah. explain it later. Yeah. Okay, so oh, um, <laughs> he is like a, a... He doesn't even like have a university position. Maybe he does, but he's like basically he's lazy. He's a lecturer. He doesn't, he doesn't do very much. <laughs> and then he basically gets visited by the police detective from the last book and says, you... After, after a car almost kills a, him. After in, and, and kills his the girlfriend. And he's like, whoops. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to dump her no, anyway. Oh, they had actually, just broken up. No, he didn't even... He didn't know her no, name. No, no, he didn't know her name. She was just a, a girl he picked up in the bar. It's like, oh, that's too bad. She di-. Anyway, turns out that was an assassination attempt. Why would anyone try and assassinate him? You don't find out till later, but literally so he's... damn anthropologists it's, always attacking the sociologist. <laughs> it belongs in a museum. Uh, so, uh, and then, <laughs> turns out is the Triosolarans ordered him to be executed, which and everyone is like... That doesn't make any by sense car. at all. Yeah. So, but they tried to do it by oh, running him over on the sidewalk. The most believable thing: a bad Asian driver <laughs> was going to hit him. <laughs> no one will suspect a thing. Happens forty-seven times a day here <laughs> on this block. <laughs> Same driver. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so he gets put on a plane and then flown to New York to go to the UN and then sit in on this meeting where the, where the UN announces the UN division called the planetary defense council announces the wall facer project, um, which is where each of these four people are going to be given an unlimited budget and resources to come up with secret plans and secret trick strategies to try and defeat the Trisolarans, but they don't have to tell anybody what it is. This anyway. Is in addition to building a massive space fleet. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they're going to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is, this, this is the, 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 the secret stupid plan they have. <laughs> these, are like the, these are like the trick plays that they do in high school football, you know? Yeah. They're gonna, like, you're going to come up with some of those. <laughs> Don't tell us what they are. It's going to be hilarious. And yeah, they're going to go, you know, we were going to defeat the aliens by women blowing me. <laughs> it's going to work. Like, all right, I guess we got to go with it. That is his original plan. <laughs> so it's, it's, plan. Called, it's called the Wall Facer Project, and I can only imagine that Wall Facer is just a weird 
I mean, that's probably what the word is in Chinese, but that is a very strange term for it. Means it means they, they literally are facing the wall so no one can see what they're doing. I mean, I get it. They're jerking but off in a corner. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-Bukkake. Mainly that. <laughs> but my guess is... Making stucco. If, if he was a... <laughs> if, if this was an American author or a British author just speaking in English, it would have just chosen a different name. They would have given it. it a stupid name, the too, ass though. The Clencher Project. <laughs> Operation No Talk. I like they would have given it a dumb name. Lockbox. <laughs> <laughs> Strategery. Uh, and so... Uh, anyway, so he and then so the other people are chosen. I think it should have been Operation Bukaki because they're just going to throw everything at it and see what works. That makes more sense than Wallfacer. At least as much sense. It would certainly That's cause Japanese a splash. Chinese, uh, it's the UN. It's the whole world, Nate. You fucking, you can't exclude them. <laughs> you know, this is a Chinese book and they, they never mention Japan once in no. this. <laughs> They're, okay, so anyway, the p- other people, there are four people chosen in total, right? So four. So one yeah. is a physicist. One is, uh, yeah, one is defense. a physicist. One, one is like the former, former president of Venezuela, and we'll get to him. Yeah. <laughs> that part did not age well. Who's uh, that? The nuclear, and then, yeah. And I like the guy who was the president of the EU is Bill Hines, you know, that very European name. It's British. That sounds like an American. Oh, name. yeah, it does. That, like, if not even was, William. Not even yeah, British, British be William. Yeah. William Reginald Sir, Hines. Sir this, William yeah, Hines Of Marlborough. I, had a, I have a friend, uh, his last name is Hines, and he told me that... He hates ketchup. He does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he told me that they, the name Hines comes from... The butts. From Ireland. And they were the Irish that lived in the mountains that couldn't be colonized and just raided everything or considered just like the feral people. Or what they call the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other ones died out. Yeah, They're... the ones that couldn't be tamed. Because <laughs> they'd get you from behind. Mountain Irish. <laughs> not, a, not a soap. <laughs> yes, it is. So one of the people chosen was the former president of Venezuela, though not Hugo Chavez, um, it Lugo was a, Chavez. It was a different guy, <laughs> but it's basically Hugo Chavez. But this is in a world where Venezuela is spectacularly successful because of the socialism that they've done in Venezuela. And uh. <laughs> wow, did that not work out in real life? I mean, there was a point in time when Hugo Chavez was actually like doing all of these programs when we're sort of when sort was... of improving stuff, but that was based on an incredibly high price of oil. And when the price of oil crashed. And then he died of cancer. The economy of Venezuela has just been so fucked. I mean, they are still in, like, they're, they're having a very bad time. <laughs> but not in this book. In this book, they're having a great time. Anyway, but because China is communist, <laughs> of course, because China is a communist country, supposedly, though not really, um, because China is a communist, communist country, light. the people, I can only imagine that in China, they're taught a lot about the other socialist countries and about How Venezuela. How awesome Cuba is with their collectible cars. <laughs> <laughs> so that so for a Chinese audience for for Venezuela to be portrayed as portrayed as one of the heroes, it'd be like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. He's also but, a uh, master of guerrilla warfare because they had defeated America in a war. Yes, they did. And then, like the fourth guy is a is. The sociology professor, because you know, got to have the humanities represented. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All schools of thought. <laughs> and, Luo, and Luigi decides that because he doesn't know what to do, and he has literally no idea why he's chosen. 
he tries to say no, but they're like, no, you, you can't say no. You're basically... Well, they anyway. say... He says he quits, and they're like, sure. But he realizes... It's like that. It's like, him, a, it's like an, an end of like fight club. Twenty two. It's like I, I quit. It's like, oh, that's well, part that's, of your plan. I see. I get you. Wink, wink. You quit. Like, yeah. No, I really quit. Like, yep, you got it, man. Mm-hmm. No one will. No one will think of that one. <laughs> so instead, he's like, "Find me this beautiful." Like he tells the guy, tells him, uh-huh, "Okay, your job is to find me both a beautiful house in a forest. Don't tell me where it is, and then." Here's my description of the most beautiful woman I could possibly think of. Go find and her. And he's based it on the imaginary girlfriend he made up. In the beginning <laughs> of the book, yeah. When he was writing a book for his actual what? girlfriend. He's like, actually, I'm more into my fake one. She's like, that's you're a real works. fucking weirdo. Yeah. Well, that's when he was a physicist full time. So mm-hmm. he didn't know what to do with real girls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he does. So he literally spends the first five years of the Wallfacer project. This oh, because they, they, the the, the, they find <laughs> his perfect woman and bring her to him. And then he's just banging her for five years. And that's his contribution. <laughs> contribution. <laughs> this uh, is for the fate of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, yeah. yeah did you, where, where did he? This one. Yep. Sure. Where did he build that house again? You said. Uh, he built it in a in a forest in a valley somewhere that looked very nice. Well, I they, bet there were a lot of deciduous trees there. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of this brewing company? Those yeah. trees look deciduous. Well, Nate, you picked this beverage. What do we got here? So this is called. Oh Double God. Lollipop Forest by Deciduous Brewing in Newmarket, New Hampshire. <laughs> and yes, Lord. I actually bought it at the brewery in Newmarket, New Hampshire. It was very nice. Have you had this yet? Yeah, the other three. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and this is Double Lollipop Forest, Double Fruited Sour Ale with Milk Sugar. And it definitely Sweet has... Christ, that is a smell. Raspberry Blackberry, I'm thinking, based on color. It smells like a melted fruit by the foot. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't taste as strong as it smells. No. It's it's fine. It's like, like Bukaki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the other way around. <laughs> so I hear. Last time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh it's definitely kind of tart, but I think it's great. No, it's very, it's nice. very pretty. Tart, but I've been to that bar. <laughs> tart. <laughs> and it is very fruity. <laughs> Guys, it's only been 30 minutes. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> Stay on track. We're already... We're, 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 like we're on page Nine 15. hours re- in, worth of reading into the book already. <laughs> so, okay. You also find out that the Trisolarans, because there are some people on Earth that are in favor of the Trisolarans coming to America. Fucking Vichy yep. humans. <laughs> the... Uh, Humans that want Trisolaris to win, they set up this thing called the Wall Breaker Project. It, it really should have been Ball Breaker, like because that was the goal was to fuck shit up and be annoying. So the idea is that these specific people who are also the best people at playing the three body pro- problem game, right. um, their job is to basically find out who the wall facer assigned a there to be assigned a wall facer, and then do whatever they can to figure out what they're doing and to try and figure out what their secret trick strategy is 
because the Tristolarians are never going to be able to figure it out because they just can't really comprehend. They can't get into the human mind. This, like, ability to lie because they just can't do it. But they also don't get a wall breaker for a low G. They're like, he's either full of shit or he's our biggest threat. I don't know, man. Well, they think he's their biggest threat. Yeah. Because he's the only one they order to be killed. And they keep trying to kill him even 200 years in the future. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been kind of easy when he was like in a hibernation mode? Well, he's kind of a by the time he's in hibernation mode, yeah. he's in like a deep under earth bunker in mm-hmm. secret because he's already decided, he's already figured out, you know, his plan at that point and he's gone into hiding. And also, the UN has a hibernate, force hibernated his wife and child to say, like, well, they're going to be uh, at the end of the world, so you better figure out how to save the world. He's like, ah, uh, the UN. <laughs> Yeah. Operation Get My Dick Sucked didn't work. <laughs> Damn it. They figured it out. It was part of the plan. So af- after five years, the UN is like, dude, you're just not doing anything. We're just going to, where are you like, in order to motivate you to come up with a plan, we are going to put your wife and child into hibernation and you can see them when you've done your homework. <laughs> And a bunch of blue helmeted assholes <laughs> abduct his family. Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyway, one uh the first here's my new plan. Find me the second most beautiful woman in the world. But before he gets the woman, he does tell them he sees the news like someone found a cask of wine on a ship. He's like, buy me that wine. It's part of the plan. <laughs> They're like, okay, and he gets food poisoning. <laughs> Can you get food poisoning from wine? He gets like metal poisoning because it's like the, the stuff they use to seal a, it's a, it's with. A, it's like, at the top of no, the food but, chain but of the mercury. Are the, these are the wall breakers. They tried to poison him. Is that what that was? I thought that's what it was. I thought he just got he just ate he just drank old shipwreck wine and got <laughs> food poisoning because like like whatever was in the barrel like leaked and rotted the wine. I think he was just being a stupid dick. Probably. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, the first, like, uh, I think it's the physicist who, the first, the first wall, wall facer gets exposed by his wall breaker because he had asked for... <laughs> no, the, the first guy to get exposed is the Secretary of Defense. Tyler. Yeah, yeah. Because his, his, his plan was to have a, was to build, instead of, in addition to the big giant battleships, to build all these tiny, a thousand of these tiny little things they call mosquitoes. To basically, he he's telling everybody, oh, so we can have all these little ships that can bypass their defenses. Because the little them. ships would have nukes on them; that they would fly directly it's into like them. torpedoes, yeah. basically. Yeah. And he, they try to find kamikazes, kamika- old kamikaze. He pilots. goes around. He goes around the earth looking for people. So they did mention will, Japan. Oh, they did. Yeah, just for the, those crazy suicidal ones. He's like, hey, after after that bukkake, I have a question for you. <laughs> <laughs> Finished over there. Well, that's how they open every meeting in Japan. Oh, well, yeah. Well, sh- sir, as soon as you finish jerking off onto that squid, can you, can you, can you just answer, <laughs> look at this form for me? <laughs> leave your mark. I just need you to sign here. Leave your, no, no, sign. Don't leave your mark. Uh, <laughs> um, but he was actually planning to, but his, but this is where the trickery comes in. Whereas his, his, the secret part of the plan was that he was going to tell he was going to be given control of all of these little things, basically just like Ender's Game. And no, he no. was going to destroy the human fleet and then use that as a trick to say, hey, I destroyed the human fleet. I'm on your side, Trisolarans. And then once, and so when the Trisolarans are like, hey, you must be on our side, he would fly all of his little remaining mosquito ships to then blow up the Trisolarans. So he was planning to double-cross the humans. He was planning to triple-cross them. Tri- yes. Because to, he was going to use uh, people in the 
Vichy Earth thing <laughs> to pilot the ships so that they would blow them up, and then he would remote control them to blow up the Trisolarians with the yes. gift of a big iceberg. <laughs> yes, that's right. There was something, something about that. I forget what it was. Because they needed, they're like, oh, you're, you're coming gonna all need some way. water. You're going to be thirsty after your long trip. Mm-hmm. Have some of this space ice. <laughs> yeah. So, but he was going to basically blow up the human fleet in order to make it look like he was on Trisolaris' side, but then let so he would, they would let his ships through their defenses, and then he could blow up the Trisolarians. So that was his, that was his plan. But he gets found out, and when he gets found out, the wall breaker tells the world about it. And so he's like, wow, you are a real asshole. And so <laughs> they're like, a real dick move. What they send him to prison or they, they basically said, okay, you can no longer be a wall facer anymore. You're an idiot. And then that's not allowed. And then he's basically out of the book and he shoots himself. Yeah. Cause he wants to be, um, he wants to be like, he wants them to kill him basically. Yeah. Cause and he's like, I'm, I'm going to be completely hated. Cause my plan was to kill a lot of people. <laughs> many, many people in order, and that's how... His plan was to double kamikaze. <laughs> it's like, yep. let, me, let me blow up the first ships and then blow up the other ships. There you go. And then you find, a, find out about the second wall facer who gets exposed by his wall breaker. This is the... This is the... Uh, uh, Venezuelan guy. Dictator. Whose, uh, whose plan was... I think he doesn't get exposed until after they've hibernated for like 100 years. Yeah, okay. Only so one I, happens in regular time, and then they all go into the future. Because he yeah. has to, the others have to wait for technology to advance, so... He's, he's but researching. I thought they can't fucking advance technology. So they are advancing it, but they have a there's a hard end point. So, so still they can't a learn more about like fundamental humans can't learn more about like fundamental physics we than build they larger already nukes. know. That's but, the whole plan is bigger nukes because yeah. they know how to build mercury. Because they know how to build nukes, they know how to build nukes. So they just keep building more nukes. Um, but they also can't advance their computers <laughs> so that far either. Yeah. Um, so still buffering yes. the future. No so antivirus keeps his popping up. Plan, <laughs> his like plan was to um use a giant use giant nukes to launch mercury into the sun, which would then cause a massive sun fart. Uh uh, Shart. <laughs> whatever it's called. A, a coronal mass ejection it, that would then destroy like the rest bukkake. of the year. <laughs> it's a coronal mass ejaculation. It's a, a space bukkake. Oh Fire bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, we don't speak of those. <laughs> Sorry, I need a drink. Someone did message us, a patron, saying that he, he liked... The idea of us constantly pestering Nate with science <laughs> questions. So that was about the wiping your ass on a train. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Another bullet train episode. But space bukkake could be the next uh, next round of this. So no one Nate, can hear if you, you in space. On us no on one can hear train. you. Come. <laughs> no one could see your O face in space. <laughs> okay, so his plan was to <laughs> basically blow up the entire solar system or make the entire yeah, was to was to make the entire solar system un yeah, uh, now uninhabitable. You, now you can't have it. <laughs> so this that, plan, operation it's my ball I'm taking it home. <laughs> well, was plan was to like get it set up and then tell the trisolarans, "Okay, if you if you don't turn around, I'm going to blow up the entire thing for all of us." And because they're on these like giant ships, they can't they don't have enough fuel to go somewhere else, so the Trisolarans will be completely fucked if there's nothing on Earth for them to actually inhabit anymore. So that's his... But 
So that's his plan, was to basically hold all of Earth hostage, humans included, in order to force the Trisolarans to stop. That's going to be important later. Anyway, he gets found out. And then when, he, when, they find, when you know, the UN and the world finds out that his plan was to kill all humans... Maybe. They, and then, but maybe. <laughs> Just but a, as, a, as a faint. They haul him in front of the UN, and they're like, you fucking assholes. Like, you can't do anything to me because I have a secret wrist device. This is going to be important later. <laughs> uh, this is foreshadowing. A secret device on my wrist that is radio controlled to all of these nukes that are placed around the city or stuff like that. I don't know where they were. So a bunch of nukes, and if anything happens to me, like if it can't read my heartbeat anymore or whatever they'll all blow up so you can't do anything to me this is so after they he have tries to the leave. lethal weapon 2 thing of using diplomatic immunity <laughs> to not get into trouble <laughs> like fuck that shit yeah we and, fell for that once and then but turns out that was a lie because <laughs> that the whole the whole like plan the whole it's thing just like a swatch wrist device it's just like yeah it's just my it's just my like wrist this calculator a it's my bit. it's my calculator watch that's it <laughs> It's a Casio. Anyway, so he, uh, and then so he, so he leaves the UN meeting without being arrested or killed and then goes back to Venezuela where they stone him to death. Cause that was, cause that's being they do. a real dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And pretty fair. I mean, it's true. True statement. Um, so we got two, two ball breakers to go. The third well, guy, he was like, Bill I don't have a good plan. So my plan is to make humans smarter. So they'll come up with a good plan. <laughs> You know what? It's it's a, it's a start. It's the most practical plan. Well, there's this whole like uh, thing in the book about how there are some people are defeatists and escapists. Yeah. So defeatists are people who are convinced that they just won't win. That the Trisolarans will absolutely just crush them, and so why bother? And people like are just of convinced. There are some people in the world that are just convinced about this. Some people probably in positions of power that are going to be like, ah, fuck it, don't do anything. And then other people who are called escapists, who who believe that humanity should, instead of building f- a fleet of ships to fight the Trisolarans, they should build a fleet of ships to escape to a new home world and just let the Trisolarans have it. Musical because, chairs of the galaxy. <laughs> yes, because... Um, uh, because the, you know they think there's no way they can win, so there's no way humans can win. So we might as well just try and escape to a new planet. And they make escapism illegal, <laughs> like anyone trying to escape, is, it may, they make it a crime. Which the reason why is because, according to this book, the there w- it would cause so much conflict to decide who, who to would get to leave, who would get to go on these ships. Because obviously, can't bring all humans; they could only bring a few. You know, maybe. Thousands, maybe tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. But, you know, over a population of billions, many billions, like that's, you're going to leave most people behind. And they, according to the book, and I think this is incorrect, but in the book says there would be so much conflict over who would get to go that it just won't work. So we're just going to not pursue that plan because it would cause, cause too much. However, that is definitely a very communist way of thinking because in communism the like at least according to Karl Marx the like central fact of life or at least modern life is the is the fight between social classes specifically between rich and poor class and all history is class struggle yes exactly so and because China has been indoctrinated to be communist even though they aren't anymore I mean they are but they aren't we're not going to get into that discussion though that that's like um 
I guess that's an acceptable explanation in China. But the thing is, in America, I don't. We're you know in a in the most capitalist country in the world besides China. We would. <laughs> <laughs> we're very used to the idea that oh. Some people would get to go and the rest of us won't because that's the way life works. Tends the brakes. <laughs> you know, like this is, you know, that that's obviously the way it would happen and everyone would go like, yeah, eh, Maybe whatever. I'll get born rich next time. So the <laughs> other thing is that here in America, you know, with the, the moon landing and, and NASA, we're, we're alleged used, moon landing. We're used to the idea that space is for the best and the brightest. So like what if this was, you know, an American sci-fi novel, instead it wouldn't be like you can't do cause too much conflict. It would be, oh, okay, you just have to be one of the best and the brightest and then you get to go. Wasn't this a plot point in Deep Impact that they had like a special bunker for like 2,000 special Americans got to go and everyone else was like, fuck, I guess I'm just going to hoard stuff. I'm going (laughs) to die with Elijah Wood on the beach. Yeah. (laughs) He lived. I don't remember who. Uh, Taylor Tay Leone dies on the beach oh, with right. her dad. Right, and reconcile. Right. Fucking dumb movie. Um, but yeah, they had a plan. Like, oh, we're gonna take the. You know, the of course, you know, that's the plan. Two thousand people, and then like they just take like. If it was written, if that movie came out today, it'd be just fucking TikTok influencers going in there and Tom Brady. But <laughs> Tom Brady will impregnate them all. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna make a master race. <laughs> Throw a football 300 fucking yards. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like a big part of the plot. And it's going to kind of come in later. Uh, but then basically Luoji, he does come up with a plan, but he, uh, but nobody can figure out like what the point of his stupid plan is. Isn't um, that the whole fucking point though? <laughs> well, yes, exactly. So he's the well, only he's the one. Best one. So, but he basically talks to an astronomer and is like, hey, uh, I need to, I need to, like, uh, you know about oh, all the different stars out there. Can you tell me a star that's like this, 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 and this? And well, he's he like, also, yeah, okay, here's one. Because he remembers what he and Ye Wenji were talking about. And he was like, yes. oh, because he, he knows they're trying to kill him because something that the two of them said in that one conversation is like, something in what we talked about is the reason they're trying to kill me because they know that if I figure it out, I'll figure out how to defeat them. And he remembers. And he's like, fuck, okay. Other places, right. It's a big galaxy. And so it's not explained exactly how it works till like basically three quarters of the way through. Like, like what nine really tenths of the way through. He's talking about. Um, but talk to an astronomer who's like, yeah, okay, that star over there, that's one that like fits your criteria. And so then he basically... He does the equivalent of throwing his voice... <laughs> Like he, he he basically like I'm over here. He, he, That's what he does. I forget what his star. satellites or what he basically he uses the sun as an amplifier. Again, they did that. Yeah. yeah, but then so as an amplifier to basically what he does is he sends the out to the galaxy. He sends the coordinates of that other star, the one that's like forty light years away or something like that. He sends the coordinates, but it's going to take fifty years for them to see if anything happens. So he hibernates. So, well, it's going to take a lot more than that. It's going to yeah. take like 100 years because it's 40 light years away. So if anything, so the signal has to get out to it's the like universe. 200 years later. That's going to take 40 years or more just to get there. And then if anything happens to that star, we won't even be able to see it because the light from the star won't even get back to Earth for another 40 years. So mm. then he's like, okay, let, let put me in hibernation. And so they put him in hibernation uh, for 200 years. Yeah. So he comes out about 200 years in the future. 
and everything's fucking cool. Yeah, kind of. Except physics, it's, it's all the, the Earth is like a Mac store, <laughs> and everyone lives in seed pods underground. So there's so then there's like this whole part that takes place 200 years in the future, except. Everything is trying to kill him. Like all, like cars just drop out of the sky because they have flying cars, of course. Uh, cars drop out of the sky and almost kill him. It's like wow, that like never happens. And then ten minutes later, another like you a know robot waiter tries to stab him <laughs> to death. <laughs> like wow, that never happens either. Both of, but also fork. with him is Dashi, the world's gruffest. Chinese detective, heaviest smoking. Yeah, Chinese well, they detective. they're in the future, so smoking is fine now. And he's like, it cured, he, he hibernated because he had leukemia, but they cured it in the future. Now he can smoke a cigar, like, with no filter and just be free to be his, you know, awesome cop self, just being witty and fighting aliens <laughs> with gruff witticisms. And it turns out that there's been a, um, uh, there's a computer virus just, like, out on the interwebs for... Called the killer virus. <laughs> for over a hundred years, whose only purpose was to... Thanks, McAfee. <laughs> was Good to... You had one job. It didn't do anything. <laughs> it didn't do anything except try and kill Luigi, because... <laughs> so we literally waited just dormant in systems for 200 years until Luigi actually was taken out of they hibernation. Use, they used it... To kill a few people and like make it work better, and then it waited because they well, passed out beta testing it. Else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they were they were doing some tests. Are you eyeing up a beer? Yeah, I'm yeah. Sure. I think it's time. Time for beer. I have this one for a specific point that hasn't happened yet, but I also don't give a fuck. So we'll have this one. Nate, you brought this. This is. Let me say. Anyway, this is a very uh, science-heavy book, and with a lot of physics in it, and so this is MC squared by Equilibrium, and it is a double. IPA, E percent. Maybe it's pronounced energy. Is that what the E stands for? <laughs> I thought it was Mc2. Mc2. <laughs> this is just MC squared. That's not E. But it, what does it equal, but Nate? It equals. <laughs> it's the same. There's synonyms, uh-huh. motherfucker. <laughs> not. And it has a picture <laughs> of Einstein with the, with the tripping hair. balls in the front of the can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Einstein, if he put his finger in a light socket, <laughs> just like... <laughs> it's like if Van Gogh painted him. This is equal, and they're in the upstate New York. It's like Middletown, New York, or something like that. That's good. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very juicy IPA. Yeah, well, would you... I mean, this one is... I look at, I couldn't help but notice the date on the can. It's a, it's a little past its prime, perhaps. But would you take this over the, the Pliny that smelled the welder? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I would just because I don't like bitter things. Life is bitter enough. That's true. Especially in the future where they like abduct your children and freeze them if you don't come up with a better plan. But then you end up in space orgy land. I mean, that's true. Or I guess they're not, they're not in space. They're having orgy because of space. Which is, you know, how it should be. Well, the whole point of an orgy is to fill up spaces. Mm. So, mm. it's different. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll get to the orgy in a second. Oh, so, we will. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> So uh, much two, like at the origin, you don't want to come too early. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, two hundred years in the future, and a human technology has advanced so far, and that they like, oh, we're going to be able to defeat the Trisolarans, no problem. And it looks like the Trisolarans have had to slow down because they had to go through some 
interstellar dust that has kind of slowed down there. It's um, getting into like the windshield wipers. <laughs> no, it didn't slow them down. It's just how. Um, no, but they, for some reason they think was. everybody could track how many ships there were because they could. Everything was the dust. They left trails. So like, ah, now we know where they are, and they keep seeing like they keep seeing that there's big ships, and also there's little ones that are moving mm-hmm. faster. They're yes. like, oh, they're sending something ahead. They're going to be here in very less soon. Just, years. Just a couple years, but they think that the main fleet won't be here for several hundred years longer than there was more than 400 years from the initial start date. Mm. So they think, like, oh, we got plenty of time. We'll defeat them. And so they close down the wall phaser project. They shut it down. Like, we don't need you anymore. You can just like hang out and do whatever. We also, uh, I'm reading my notes because it was so fucking complicated. At this point, Loji is, he gets infected by the killer virus that they designed to get him. And so they put him into hibernation again. And this is when, Diaz gets stoned to death, and this is also when the third wall facer builds the faith centers after they build a giant computer to replicate human brains the size of like a building, because they can't build a better computer, they have to build them bigger. So it's a hundred billion microprocessors, <laughs> and they use it and through an accident where a guy says, I can't drink any water or I'll die, they realize they can rewire human brains. And so he wants to use these face centers to rewire human brains to be like, I know we can win. And that will be his contribution. They're like, all right, that seems fucked up. I was like, okay, we'll only do it for the military guys. They're like, sure, we do all kinds of shit to them. That's fine. We, yeah. we can do whatever we want to them. We test shit on them all the time. Space propaganda. And then... Future MK Ultra. <laughs> yeah. And then they wake up in the future again after they cure his space disease <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. And then... It's just him, it's Heinz and Loji at the UN. They're like, this whole shit sucks. Let's just not do this anymore. And then Heinz is like, ah, yeah, my plan didn't really work out. It didn't make anybody smarter. And his wife is like, that's because I cock-blocked you. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I knew it. Yep, she's like, I am your wall breaker, and I fucked up your project. And when you thought you were indoctrinating people into believing we'll win no matter what... I was instead implanting. I changed the system, you know. But we don't that know. Switch. But we don't know I what added it was. one negative sign somewhere in the computer program, which makes it so instead people believe they pretend that we're definitely going to win, but instead they know that there's no hope, no hope at all. No. And that's exact actually what I was doing. And then I wasn't really sure if if that was his plan all along. <laughs> yeah, because in the end, they ended up hardwiring a shitload of military people to take a ship and run. And I wasn't sure if like, if that was his plan all along was to get a human fleet to leave. I'm still not sure. Yeah, I'm still not sure. <laughs> so there is in fact another character we haven't even talked about yet. Who is this no, Chinese Zhang. military dude who basically is a escapist. Is a defeatist escapist and wants humans to leave, but because he's the guy who he, because made the space bullets, <laughs> because he's in charge of the uh, because of a big part of the Chinese space force now, not Trump's space force, but China's space force. Because the, in this future, uh, the space forces there are three of them, and they're basically their own country each, and they run things. And Earth is kind of like one mega country that no one gives a shit about, like the Liechtenstein of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> and so um he basically sabotages one program by going up in space 
and shooting people with space bullets. He, he literally buys a meteorite and has it meteorite basically yeah. shaped into bullets. And so Make a space wait, and then <laughs> when people aren't looking, like when they're out in space with spacesuits, they actually he actually shoots and kills a bunch of the top scientists. And but because the bullets look like they're from uh they're made of meteorite they're like oh it was just a uh meteor shower oops he kills all the 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 heads of the chinese government that are all about uh they want to stick with chemical propulsion engines he's like no uh fusion engines are the way to go but all these bureaucrats are my way so she's in with space bullets and now he has paved the way for fusion engines to be built because he used space meteor bullets to end bureaucracy so 200 years in the future, this is 200-ish years in the future, um, the f- first trisolarian space probes are going to make it to the solar system. And so the entire space fleet, because they all want the glory of meeting, be the, being the first to meet the trisolarians, they go out to meet the space probe. And so they're literally like all out there and they get there and they're like, huh, that is like really weird looking. It's basically like a, teardrop shape and it's it's, it's, perf- it's firm mate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's perfectly smooth it no matter how mm-hmm. much they can I mean, no matter how much they like zoom in it's just like perfectly smooth like electron microscope level and it's still there are no gaps there's no texture there's no anything because it's apparently held together through the entire uh, through the strong force not through electromagnetism. Which I didn't know what that was, but nope. I figured you might, and you could tell me. It's a really, really good atoms. <laughs> like, oh, like okay. Space so, glue. <laughs> there are four fundamental forces. Gravity, which has nothing to do with this. There's electromagnetism, which is the way we're held together, where the, where the electrons of like the hydrogen and the oxygen, they like link together and that's how you get molecules. And then there are two more forces, strong nuclear and weak nuclear. Those actually hold the nucleus of uh, atoms together. So they hold or, um, yeah, they actually hold that. To, they actually hold the protons together inside the nucleus. So it's, so it's a big really, nucleus thing. really strong, except both strong nuclear and weak nuclear only function over tiny distances, like absolutely like distances the size of a proton is like how close things have to get in order for the strong nuclear or weak nuclear uh, forces to actually do anything. However, in this science fiction novel, this trisolarian probe is held together so strongly because it's held together through the nuclear strong force and not just through electrons like we're made of. So okay. you get that? You got all that? Yeah, I got that. Okay. I understand science now. Pretty good, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never mind. I was just not hoping there'd be an s- opportunity to I make was, a joke I about was your mom. I was betting entirely that, that you knew. <laughs> I wouldn't have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was right. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so, so anyway, so, they, so all the ships are like using all of their like space telescopes and like, huh, <laughs> it's just sitting there doing nothing. <laughs> They're like space, their space periscope comes out yeah, of the yeah, top ba- to much, look yes. over. <laughs> it's like they're, a- they're like it's just sitting there doing nothing, and then eventually they, someone they realizes grab it and they bring it into a ship to look at. And then um, they're like, "Huh, this is weird." And then suddenly the thing comes to life again. Oh, it does! And it 
basically destroys the whole human space fleet simply oh. by ramming it, simply through just like old-fashioned. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this is like triremes, you know, in the Aegean, like kind of, kind of warfare. The They're really just... Not. I know those words. Suck a dick, Delian League. <laughs> 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 Don't know those words. This is all I know some of them. Classical <laughs> Greek bullshit. <laughs> so, they, they literally, it because it's stronger than any but of the, any metal that humans could ever come up with. It just basically just rams through all of them and just an blows them up. Unstoppable force. He blow, it blows up their engines and blows up their like batteries. You it know, just bounces around like that famous um, Irish sharpshooter, Rick O'Shea. <laughs> but what happens to all their ships they they explode right it's like their rockets pop oh yeah this is oh they pop like at a bukkake oh this is called <laughs> <laughs> this is from uh evil twin their evil water small batch series is called rocket pop it's an imperial seltzer style malt beverage with cherry, blue raspberry, and lemon, and it's seven point four percent alcohol, and it's modeled after like the firecracker uh, ice pop popsicle thing, like that red, white, and blue thing. It's literally a picture of it on yeah. the can, so but without any of the actual branding, so they don't have to pay for any intellectual property. And it tastes like you just melted one of those into this cup. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. This it, is, it, it tastes, tastes, it tastes the white blue. part a lot. Oh, I'm tasting the white. <laughs> no, I'm tasting blue. It definitely like tastes blue. Uh, <laughs> the blue cocky. <laughs> blue cocky. Oh, if there's red in a blue cocky, you did it too hard. Um, oh, you got punched in the kidneys right before. <laughs> this is great. I, if you like that flavor, this is exactly what it tastes like. If you love sugar water, this is great. If you are trying to become a butterfly and you're locked in a jar with a sponge, <laughs> you could do that with this. I love this. This is my go-to barbecue beer now. Do they still make it? They make it every summer. It comes out. Oh, they okay. do a couple times a year. I remember they made like a billion evil waters, and most of oh. them never returned. Yeah, they do like two a week, and half the time, like they're really like a really exciting combination of things. And you're like, oh, that sounds. You know, I'm, can't, I'm not going to think of a very good one. You're like, oh, mothballs. Where it's like root beer. And you're like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Or there are things that are so off-putting. It's like. <laughs> Coconut, wheat, grass, and spelt. And you're like, fuck it, no one wants that. That's fucking disgusting. Anchovy coconut husk. Yeah, it's really vile. Like, like who thought of this shit? Like, turducken. <laughs> Dude, I had tur- I would have a turducken I had, beer. I had fucking turducken Thanksgiving Pringles. <laughs> it was six flavored Pringles. It was turkey, duck, and chicken. Uh, sweet potatoes, cranberry, and something else, or maybe it was just five, and they were all terrible. <laughs> Did you eat them in one big bite, like a turtle? No, I ate them individually, just so I could see, like, mm, I can really taste the duck. <laughs> Did it taste like duck? <laughs> I had a meaty texture. Oh, God, that's hard. It was, it was bad. All of them were bad. Did you expect good from that? No. Like, I Pringles are It was given to me their... as a punishment. Oh, Okay. A friend of mine got it. it. Was like I got a bunch of these. Now everyone has to have one, <laughs> like a pack. He's like I don't, I don't want this. And I had it, and it was it was just as bad as you think it would be. I would try it. I think I tried it at a turducken layering, and you it, it didn't that. make it better. I've never had real turducken. I would love to. It just seems like too much work. 
I don't know how you make it. Like, do you get to take the bones out of the fucking thing? Like, how do you do that? Uh, you take the bones out of the inside ones, I believe, so they can smush in there better. That's, that's weird. How do you debone it and it still has any shape? You can debone it. Like the rib? It doesn't need know. to have a shape once it's inside of a turkey. All right. No, what we're doing for Thanksgiving this year, guys. It just it's hard to cut like it in a layer. You know. Yeah, you want you to can't do like a, a cross section of it. It's like a baked Alaska. You know, you cut it open, you see all the different shit in there. <laughs> well, the rockets pop. That's a huge part of actually of the third one of this book. Turducken. The third series of this is uh, seeing all the layers of everything all at once. But you know, we'll get to that one. We'll cross the bridge when we get to it. So. <laughs> The Trisalarn probe has destroyed the entire human fleet in except like for like minutes. four ships because the the one Chinese general guy kidnapped one or um, hijacked well, one. Well, before the battle even takes place, he steals that ship and he runs yeah. like the other direction. And then the three ships are chasing him or two ships are chasing him or something like that. And then they have the battle and like two ships survive that battle. And then after they've destroyed everything, the the fleet, the, the ships that were chasing the other, the Zhang, were like, everybody's dead but us. I guess we're just going to keep going because we're all that's left. There were the humanity's best hope for survival as a, as a species. And he's like, cool. And, and they so have they, a whole bunch of like bureaucratic shit. And they identify a planet. And they're yeah. like, we can get there we in 10,000 years. We can suck all the fuel out of it or something. Well, they're like, we can get to that planet in 10,000 years. And then that planet is only for fuel so that we can get to the actual real planet, which might be able to sustain human life, that will get there in 25,000 years, a really, really long time. But most people are going to be in hibernation for most of that time. So I'm like, yeah, I guess we can do it. Except they realize... It turns out no. Only one ship is actually could ever pot. Only one ship, if they can steal all the fuel and all the extra supplies and all the extra parts, so they actually fi- fight a big space battle. And but it's like, oh, who's? But they like detonate the like EMP warheads. Whoever can do that first, because it'll it'll kill all the people, but it won't destroy the ship. So that way, they can the people who are still alive can go on the ship, take all the stuff. And, and then that's when they kill Zhang, because the other ship realizes it first, and they don't like. It was his plan was to escape, but he ends up getting uh, liquidated. And then there's that's just there's just like one ship that is going to like head out of the solar east. system in the opposite <laughs> to, direction, to east. <laughs> in the opposite direction, and just head trying to head for another planet. They won't get there for thousands of years, but that's their plan. And then the other two ships that live, uh, flee the battle after everybody gets ganked, they figure out the same thing, and one of them kills the other one, takes all their stuff, and they leave in the opposite direction, out into space. And so there's two ships, there's like a human lifeboat, shooting out into the universe in opposite directions. Like those, those stupid Voyager things, they're just <laughs> floating out. Like, like, see good what, luck. See if someone finds it. And so, um, after the human space fleet is destroyed, there's then everyone, Earth. then there's an a, orgy. <laughs> Literally, there's a giant 100,000-person orgy because everyone's like, oh, we're just all going to die even though we're not going to do anything. But what the probe does, instead of going directly to Earth to destroy Earth, it goes to the sun and then sets and then lets out this like signal blocking all other signals, essentially, so that the sun can never be used as a transmitter ever again to tell any other galactic civilizations that humans that where, where earth is and that's like the main thing so this these probes that have been going 
going to earth at super fast speed. That's that's what their job was. And they're like, why the fuck is it doing that? And then Loji is like, oh, I know why it's doing that. Yeah. And so he and they're... it out now. So Just in time for the end of the book. Earth <laughs> reactivates the Wallfacer project and make Luoji... <laughs> guys, guys, I got it now. I got it. I figured it out. Yes. Just, Find just, me another hot lady. Tag me in. <laughs> uh, and so... It was two hot ladies. That was the problem. <laughs> that, that was the solution. I didn't have enough. How did I know? How... Better make it three. <laughs> just in case. Contingencies. <laughs> so... They, uh, Luoji is like put in charge of this program to send out some space probes. So the, the idea is that, that, well, that he tells everybody is that they're going to like explode these things, this basically like oil in the solar system so that they'll be able, so that their when space seagulls the will be tri- dirty. <laughs> <laughs> oil spill. <laughs> so when the Trisolarans come, go through it, they'll know where they are. Essentially, so a way to spot the ships a little bit earlier, I guess. That's it. That's all yeah. they can come up with. And so, uh, and then so everyone put, was like, like bombs all through space in a specific pattern to cover the most territory to make oil slicks for spaceships. But Luoji is like, make sure, give me like really fine control. I'm going to need to put them in a very specific configuration. And I'm everyone's a like, why? Oh, yeah, I'm so <laughs> Definitely. Trust me. I've got a plan. I want to um, make sure my sample size is big enough for my, <laughs> for my poles. <laughs> And everyone is like, Luoji, your plan was fucking stupid. Go kill yourself. And so he drinks heavily and makes himself look like he's going to kill himself. And then just he's about to kill himself, he goes, oh, hey, Sophons, I've got a message for you. And here's where like a bunch of the foreshadowing comes back. These space probes that I put in space, they are going to send a message. Well, we skipped that. that. We didn't talk about what the dark forest is. Well, we also skipped that. He figures it out because the sun that he spent the coordinates to of the universe, someone blew up that sun. And he's like, oh, my spell works. The sun exploded. And everyone was like, is he a wizard? (laughs) So turns out, this this is where the title of the book comes from. He's figured out from the hint that he got in the prologue that... There are many sociology. There are many, many galactic civilizations in the world, in the in the universe, in the galaxy. But because every single one of them kind of has to be an enemy to every other one, because every civilization, what does it do? It expands. And just over time, there is no way, or at least according to the book, there's no way for multiple civilizations to even like exist next to each other. They will destroy each other eventually. And so therefore Every single civil, every single galactic civilizations will just attack the others whenever they find them, and so it's in their best says, interest to destroy another one when they find yes. out it exists, rather than let others know that they exist. Because then like the, someone will wipe them out. Maybe it's like the prisoner's dilemma paradox. It's kind of like you, we would have to like rely on them to also be nice if we're going to be nice, but yeah. then how can we rely on them to do that? So therefore, we should just kill them anyway. So um, there's an inevitable space shuttle Columbian exchange. No? That's pretty good. <laughs> Where the two different inter- you know, wow. world okay. meet. No? Come on. That's I, pretty, I get it. You know, yep. No? All right. Never mind. <laughs> but there'll be conflict. And the natives yeah, always conflict. lose. And so <laughs> well, that's he says, thing, yeah. space smallpox blankets. <laughs> <laughs> he says, the galaxy is like a dark forest where... Everyone knows there are other people there. Everyone like has a gun and they're trying to kill each other, but 
Nobody knows where anybody is. But if anyone, like, accidentally, you know, steps on a twig and makes some noise and basically gives away their position, all the other hunters will come kill them because every other civilization will have come to the same conclusion that they just have to destroy everyone else. So what Luoji did in order to test his hypothesis is he sent out the signal to space of the coordinates of this other sun, this other star that's like um, 40 light years away. And he sent out the coordinates saying where it is. And then it got blown up, meaning that there are other, many other civilizations that are all trying to kill each other. And so they, that is the proof that if you just send out your position to the universe, that they will come blow you up. And there's one out there that has the power to destroy a sun on a whim. So way more powerful than the Trisolarans are. Even more powerful than that by a lot. And so, Luoji, he goes to Yawenjia's grave and then says, Hey, Sophons, I've got a message for you. If you don't turn around... Or at least if you don't like start, if you don't let us be and start heading in another direction, I will send out the signal with these space probes that I delicately positioned in the right way that when they explode, they will send out the location of Earth and then we will all get no, blown up together. No, they'll send out the location of the Trisolaran homeworld. No, but they've, that won't matter because no, it's no, it's Earth. Oh, is it Earth? There's they no way they could have sent out, the shit there. Oh, they yeah. the because the Trisolarans, they're headed to Earth. They don't right, care right. about their old planet. They had to leave their old planet because their old planet sucks. So they're yeah, headed they to do. Earth because Earth is the good one. So he's like, I will send out the the location of Earth to the whole galaxy, and then someone will blow all of all of us up. I will do this right now. I've got this device strapped to my wrist. It was both. It was both. It was both, both at the same time. No, here you, oh, you can't even go home. There really you go. Can't you don't even have to go around. home, but you can't stay here. You also can't go home. <laughs> you can't go home. You can't go home. Yeah, it's, <laughs> not, it's not there anymore. You can't stay here or home. Uh, and so and so the Sophons are like, no, stop, please. You win. And so he wins. We'll get you a hot like, lady. Yes, we will divert. We'll make it. We four. will. We will start like. We won't blow. We won't attack Earth. We will like slow down and 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 um. He's like, okay. So your only hope, Trisolarans, your only hope is to allow humans to develop the technology to come rescue you. That's what you have to do. You have to, instead of being against us, you have to now help us so that we can come rescue you. And then we will all live on Earth together. But except this is the end of the book. So we don't know what's going to happen. But basically this is what Luigi says, like, we're going to, <laughs> well, like, th- this is how, this is why you're going to stop. Bowser. And the Sofon and the Trisolans are like, okay, fine. Period. The Let's end. Let's listen to the space plumber. <laughs> um, so, Goomba. so he, he boomed us. The, the, the dark force thing was, a, is an explanation for the Fermi paradox. Or the Fermi part. How do you fucking pronounce that? Goomba's the Fermi name. paradox. Okay. So here's, here's, Here's what it is. So the universe is very old. And and it's pretty big. And very big. 6,000 years old. (laughs) At least that old. (laughs) Space dinosaurs. Maybe longer. And there are hundreds of billions of stars just in the Milky Way galaxy. And there are hundreds of billions of galaxies that each have all of these stars in them. Which means 
And if almost all of them have planets, or at least a lot of them do, which the more we study time, exoplanets, the more we realize like pretty much every it's, star it's a has lot of a stars. Planet. A lot of stars have planets. <laughs> so there's a lot of stars that have planets. There's been a lot of time for life to develop on other planets and then to progress technologically to way past where humans are, where we are right yeah. now. Way, way past. Like it doesn't make sense. Where the fuck is everybody? That we've never not only never met another one, we've never seen any sign at all. No evidence besides people getting probed that <laughs> <laughs> just a little evidence that that, uh, that, that well, there are another aliens. So the Fermi paradox is how can there be nobody except us when there's been all this time and all of these other planets that could possibly have life? It doesn't make sense. There was a line in um, Bewilderment, remember that Richard Powers book we read last year? Where they said if, if if the odds of life happening on a planet are one in a million, then there's like a million chances in just the Milky Way for there to be life. So like yeah. life, the universe, and I'm going to say this quote, but someone said the universe is probably teeming with life, right? As like Carl, we all know from the documentary stuff. Star Wars. Yes, and they all speak dog with Chewbacca, but <laughs> you know it must. I mean. Who knows what that form of life looks like? And then you get into people who are like, well, it probably looks like humans, which is like, uh, it's a bit of a leap. But so the dark forest is the explanation. basically a solution to the Fermi paradox or a possible one. He's saying that the reason why we've never seen any other civilizations is because they all have to stay hidden. Because if they even let anyone else know that they're there, someone will come destroy them. So the reason why we've never seen it, because they have to stay secret they're out there we just will never see them and the cia is preventing us from knowing about them that's not part of the paradox but <laughs> that's that's <laughs> part of the truth nate <laughs> anyway so that's uh basically the end of the book that's where it ends so now it sets up like there's an even bigger enemy out there potentially oh yeah oh scary mega borg the they are. <laughs> the quad solarans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Got enormous thighs. The tri-harder solarans. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, okay. So that's the uh, scene of the book. What do you guys think? I mean, I love this series. I like how weird it gets. Have you read, Nate, have you read this Nate one? Nate gave up on the second one. So I read the first one when it first won the Hugo. And I was like, okay. Chavez? This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> Operation uh, Wallbreaker. <laughs> uh, so I read the first one when it like first won the award. I was like, oh, this is going to be different. And this is going to be, this could be interesting. And I did like it. And it was like, but it was very weird and confusing. And then about, it would, that was like right when it came out. The, this book had, wasn't even published in English for a year or something like that. I don't know. It was a while. And when I, and I was like, oh, sweet, I found it. And so I went, started to read it. And I was like, because it had been an entire year. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and so. It is, uh, it's hard to remember. And so I was like, what the fuck is going on? I did not make it very far, even into this book. Because I was just like, I have no idea what any of this is talking about. And it's like the whole thing about the imaginary girlfriend that he writes. And that I'm was like. really weird, yeah. Like, what does this have to do with anything holy shit so anyway so i so i stopped reading it which you know i have no problem usually i have no problem just i don't like this i'm not reading it anymore so that's normal for me but now that i like forced myself to get through the beginning which was quite boring and didn't have a lot of going on it did 
it did definitely get interesting. And since you remembered the last one better. And because I had now read the first one twice and then listened to our episode about it, <laughs> which I recommend everybody does now that they've... And now that we're at the end of this one, uh, <laughs> we just the in first case one, that helps, just to remember what was going on, and then it's like, okay, I remember enough that I will be able to get this book, and so I did, and that helped. I liked. Um, I read this the stupidest way possible, which was fast. Uh, this is a confusing <laughs> book, um, but I like the story. It's super creative and hard sci-fi without it being nerdy, firm or sci-fi. Too, yeah, it's firm. It's like. It's a stick. It's like it's, it's like a it's a halfy. It's it's like <laughs> almost ready for a second round of the Bukaki uh, sci-fi. It's like it, it's, it recovered for a few minutes, uh, but it's you could mush the science in with your thumbs. You could, but they don't really do that in Bukaki. You don't want to mush into that. That's horrible. <laughs> Ectoplasm. It depends what you're into. So it's a super creative story using a lot of science stuff that I vaguely understood some of it that I thought was cool and wasn't so nerdy and so technical that it was off-putting but it was fucking long and slow at this it took a long time to get going it is really long and slow yeah and i love this book because i i like the first one and the third one i love the whole thing but it is Mm. it is wildly long and slow it moves at the pace of them sleeping for 200 years yeah and it's i mean it's also i mean i know it's a sci-fi book but it's also like the first one more so kind of like a mystery like stuff is not there's like stuff purposely withheld from you as the reader so you're like what the fuck is going on here as opposed to most sci-fi books tend to be more like this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then then it was over here it's like oh fuck that's what that meant okay Hmm. which means it's probably a better written book in some respects but it's just trying to plow through it really fast is not the way to do it so i want to go back and read read all the cool ideas of sci-fi with a actual well-written story which sometimes sci-fi misses out on yeah look at these cool things space boobies (laughs) you just replace it with that she was really hot in space (laughs) getting it but uh yeah so who should i mean what are the thoughts you guys have or i don't know are we up to the who should read a question i mean it was it was fun to read it it was kind of slow especially at the beginning it was slow but then it got then it got going and in the end it the the plot it did all come together like as as when the book is going along you're like what does this have to do with anything what does this have to do anything do with anything and then you get to the final like five pages and you're like oh okay that's what was happening it wasn't meaningless bullshit it wasn't it actually there was a reason for it to be there and so I was like oh that's nice sociologists everywhere especially were like, vindication especially after reading. <laughs> <laughs> After reading some Stephen King recently, being like, "What the fuck is all this shit here for?" It That's doesn't Stephen King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was. It was nice for it to actually fit together. And I am curious now Where to the read fuck the third go, one. Right? Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see what happens. I don't. I think you know. I, it's been a while, but I think the third one is probably my favorite because it's. It's you know once they're in the future, things get. Sci-fi wise, or you just think it becomes so outlandish, and the other aliens involved are so insane that it's just like this is the weirdest shit I ever read, and it's great, but it is just like out there, man. It's fucking out there. So my question I have is like, is there a vague, like, is this allegory in some way? You know, because like the first book is all about where it just you, the the cultural revolution 
is a major instigating part of this conflict. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so it's an interesting, it's a kind of bold claim to make, maybe in like 2007 when the first came, book came out, was that the previous dictator of China? So, is that still? Yes, I believe so. So it was a little. That was still it, Hu Jintao. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that racistly. <laughs> that was uh, Hu Jintao. <laughs> yes. Uh, but what's on first? <laughs> uh, seriously, no. It, that person whose name I won't say because I'll fuck it up. Like it was a very different China then than it mm-hmm. is today. Under was it Xi Jinping? Pooh Bear. Pooh Bear. Yeah. Pooh Bear. That's all. I'm gonna say that's much. I'm, I'm not gonna fuck that up. Where I'm curious. I think we talked about this in the last episode. I'm curious what they like the Chinese government has said or done to the chinese government uh loves this series but it's like like, like, cultural revolution was terrible well is that is that accepted now i guess it is i think it is probably it's like several administrations ago like mao did a lot of really dumb shit (laughs) whereas before that was not okay to talk about Mm. so i don't know though like is this well the point of this one is still collectivism we have to work together otherwise we will be destroyed by outsiders. Mm, all right. So you know, maybe, I, I guess, I guess it's fair. So that's not like a uniquely no. fucking well, there, communist. There might be another idea. allegory, which is you know, China sees itself as its own distinct civilization that's in conflict with essentially everyone else in the world, which is United States and Japan. <laughs> And then the others don't really matter that much. But, you know, if, if China sees the it, it, history, because, okay, the Dark Forest is that conflict between other civilizations is inevitable, between other galactic civilizations. Maybe that's an allegory about human civilizations, conflict between human civilizations being and inevitable. Bastard Commodore Perry. He opened up that Japan. That was Japan. Yeah. But Matthew he, Perry. Chandler. Matthew. <laughs> Ancestor of Matthew Perry. His name was Matthew Perry. Commander oh, Matthew, yeah, Perry. Was, Actually, right, Matthew yeah. Perry, yeah. So, um, anyway, so it China, especially because China is trying to challenge America, like America and the whole West for like world dominance, and especially if they try and take over Taiwan, which they really want to do, there. But the the only way to do it is to basically fight the United States and Europe together. Like they have to fight all the West because they're literally like hemmed in. They're like um completely they, they they're unable to really expand very easily at all. So perhaps they like it because it's a story about conflict with other civilizations being inevitable. And China wins. Looking for territory. Yeah. A new place to live. Mainly Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> but they were always part of China. <laughs> According to China, Earth so, was always a trisolarian territory. We were always at war with East Asia. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's why they like it. Uh, I'm interested enough to read the next one. Got to see how it ends. Yeah, yeah at this point, you got to do the third it, one. It ends big. Hundred, two hundred thousand person orgy. Yes. Nice. No. Million. Billion. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's like hands across, hand jobs across America. <laughs> Across China. <laughs> Everyone's just a conga line of fucking. And circles the globe. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, who should read it? I mean, if I you guess. you read the first one, definitely if, yeah, liked it. If, if, definitely. But who should read the series? If you like sci-fi and you like hard sci-fi, but. If you love 
China. <laughs> then you've already that read too. It. If you love Hugo Chavez, <laughs> if if you're looking for some hard sci-fi that is definitely different because it's not American, then you know it is noticeably different in just like the way people interact and speak in it. Just culturally, there's an adjustment because it's not American or European. In fact, there's there's a point where they they talk about the Statue of Liberty and he actually puts the actual quote on the bottom of the Statue of Liberty in the book, except Wrong. it was translated because, you know, it was originally he... Okay, so the author is Chinese, can't really read English, at least I assumed, because he had found a translated version of the inscription in the Statue of Liberty. The La- Emma Lazarus poem. Emma Lazarus poem, which was then translated back into English. Oh man. Did you notice that it wasn't the same thing? It was a it was it. a like imagine you put that poem through Google Translate a couple times. That's what we actually <laughs> got in the book. And it was like, why didn't they just use the original? Like it's in English. We know what it is. Just put it in there. It's very strange. Is it copyrighted? No. That's probably public domain. Long since I mean statues public yeah, domain. I was like why it's <laughs> own island. For the public. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't make sense at all. So anyway, that was, that was like weird. Why didn't the translator just use the original? Artistic license. Yeah, I guess. Apparently there were other localization changes. Like one of the guys had a different plan. One of the pl- stupid plans got changed. I forget who. I mean, they changed an entire plan? Yeah, I was reading Wikipedia. Oh, I know. Unless it's like a, in a, like a really specific, weird vandalism of Wikipedia. But it was like, who gives a fuck? It didn't matter. It was for Tyler, who was that? Was that the secretary? That was the mosquito swarm guy. Mosquito, yeah. That the original, the Chinese original of the book has a different plan for Tyler involving ball lightning, and which is a type of bukkake, and macro fusion <laughs> weapons. Okay, whatever. Oh. Instead of nukes? Yeah, I mean, just like I mean, other science. And then maybe they're like, that's, a little, it, that's more the, science the, than we need. The gist was still... Using I have no the idea. flight, using the, 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 was still like the betrayal plan was still the plan. I think that just, yeah, I think instead just, of nukes, it was ball lightning. Yeah. Okay. Which, man, that must be a terrible disease. That's what the flash does. <laughs> it's when you don't, per- you know, properly ground your outlets <laughs> <laughs> in the bathroom, in the shower, and you're trimming your, your bush. <laughs> ball lightning. <laughs> it's shocking. <laughs> Yeah, so I thought the book, it, it's long, it takes a little while to get going, but it's it's a super creative plot. Um, so if you're into sci-fi, you should definitely read it. The creativity is what I like, like the most about it. Yeah. Well, tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at DrunkGuysBC. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at DrunkGuysBookClub. And we never mentioned the Patreon, but we have one of those. If you want to support the podcast, go to... It doesn't matter. No one, no one gives a fuck. And no one's <laughs> listening at this point in the episode. Go to patreon.com slash DrunkGuysBookClub, and you can give us money, and we'll be your friend. We're and, so lonely. And you can also join us on Goodreads, or it's known in China, Read Goods. <laughs> <laughs> And check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening.